0: Welcome to the show. Great to be with you. Paul George, Deacon Adam Conk, not going by the bear today. Not today. Not today. Can't have too many. Can't have too many bears today. We're actually going to have an interview, which is rare for us. So rare. Because you and I do the show together, which we're doing, and uh, we have guests every now and then, but we're actually having today on the show, one of our segments, um, Bear Wozniak. Yeah. Author, speaker, National radio show host on EWTN actually was on his show not long ago. And so, yeah, he came out with a new book. Anyway, we're going to talk to Bear. He's the only bear on the show today. Yeah, we're going to lay lay low. You're going to lay low with DK. Well, you know,
1: in the Catholic world, when you have a a feast day that falls on a Sunday, the Sunday takes precedence because it's a higher rank. So, when you have a nickname Bear in the presence of a real name Bear, it,
0: it, it yields. His his name is actually Bear. Yeah. Like, it's his name. His parents gave him that name. B-E-A-R. Which is pretty cool, actually. Yeah. 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 I think it's cool. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. I um, think hope he thinks it's cool. Anyway, great to be with you guys today. Thanks for listening to the show on the podcast, on the radio, here on KLFT, or wherever you are, uh, walking, uh, running, exercising, sharing yeah. the podcast, driving.
1: Maybe uh, performing surgery. Maybe. Just, yeah. It
0: would be a total show to listen to while you're doing open heart surgery (laughs) maybe a toe surgery oops
1: yeah toe i could see toe
0: yeah 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 you can't mess up a toe too bad right yeah um so anyway just got back from tampa last night tampa that's in florida yep how'd it go st petersburg uh the diocese uh there was great actually flew in um spent some time i did a consulting with um a parish school at admin team okay. and their parish staff at the same time. Yeah. So we did a session, working genius, communication, strategic. It was great. That's Wonderful awesome. time with them. Uh and then that evening gave a talk at like sort of like a one night mission type thing that they did at their parish. So it was great. Flew back home. A little tired. That is good. a Paul
1: George trip right there.
0: Now the parish Saint uh Raphael is right on the water. It
1: is oh my goodness. gorgeous. So you, you had yourself a time.
0: I mean, I was there.: If I could have <laughs> stayed longer, I would have enjoyed it more, but you know would, the view, it was just beautiful. The, yeah.
1: All you were missing was your family to make it a complete Paul George experience. So on the water, mm-hmm. on the beach, consulting with a, with a team for a school. yeah, and doing a parish mission.
0: Yeah, and two ladies came up to me after my talk that evening. And bought books for their husbands, mm-hmm. and they both had accents, like really thick, and like like not even like. And I was like, "Well, where are you guys from?" And and <clears throat> one woman was like, "I'm from Poland," and the other was from Italy. Not like second generation; like they were literally, you know, like nice. Met men from the states, married, you know, live here, and um <clears throat> so the one woman said, "Have you ever been to Italy?" And I said, "Yes, I have, and I will never go back again <laughs> without my." Wife. There you go. It's just a, a romantic country. You have to go with your spouse. hmm hmm So we do have this trip to Naples that we're trying to plan. Remember that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to plan it. Listeners are going to plan it
0: for us. When my mom actually <laughs> texted me, you know the show mom? Yeah. And she said she'll watch my kids while we go to Naples. Hey, that's a big part of the Bible. Speaking of mom, mm-hmm. we have a hot box.
2: Hot box.
0: Hot box.
2: Hot box.
0: Actually yeah. from show mom, she mailed it in. Thanks mom. And it actually says Hotbox box on it. Yeah. And uh she mailed it. Well,
1: we'll look at the uh return address. Yep. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, the return. it says Mother of
0: Show. Yep. I told you she she we gave it to her and she's owning it. That's pretty awesome. Okay, so we got a box, it's mailed to us, our hot box segment. You want to open it? Or you want me to? I guess I'll do it. Okay, so here's what you need to know about Mom of the Show. Okay. Okay, I haven't looked in the box. It was mailed I have not opened it. Yeah, complete surprise. But my mom's a gift giver. She's very intentional. Okay. I just know that about her because she's been my mom for a long time. Pretty much your whole life. I think my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever's in there is intentional. Whatever it is, I have no idea. Okay. That's just my guess. Uh, All right. Let's have a look-see. She's probably listening laughing right now. Hey, this is
1: pretty good unsalted cashews which are one of my favorite snacks a very healthy amount of it too yes that is like a meal's worth yeah
0: and and look to truth be known i much rather unsalted than salted
1: can you explain that i don't even understand
0: yeah you don't like salt no, I do, but like the salted, you know, nuts and stuff is just a little really? too much. Yeah. I don't, okay. I don't need that much salt. We have enough salt in our diet. Fair enough. I don't need more. A good amount of bubble wrap. Perfect snag. And cashews are actually pretty good for you if you eat them in, you know, okay, not, the f- not in like, you know, bulk.
1: Now, the following items had a note on top of them that okay. says, Boys need to have fun. Oh. Ah. Okay. So, just a little heads up.
0: Not to go with the song, Girls Just Want to Have Fun.
1: Right. So ah. we have. Mardi Gras masks.
0: We have Mardi Gras masks, which is coming up in like six months. Yeah,
1: right around the corner.
0: Mm-hmm. And beads. And beads. Okay. I'm
1: pretty sure I've never even looked at Mardi Gras this stuff is your this kids early. Are I wear feel these like I'm masks. on the ball. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, my mom loves Mardi, she Mardi Gras. She has
1: categories of things. Mm-hmm. My mom lives in
0: cups in Georgia, but she is a Louisiana woman at heart. So Mardi Gras go. cups. Okay.
1: So total Mardi Gras kit. Yep. I would say.
0: Yeah, very Louisiana.
1: And there's more.
0: So those of you guys who don't know about Mardi Gras, we talk about it sometimes on the show, but, you know, it's Fat Tuesday getting ready for Lent, but Mardi Gras is pretty big here, and you have beads and people wear masks mm-hmm. on the floats and, and whatnot. There's another note.
1: Yeah, the, the new category of things is in case Google fails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Which is likely.
0: It, it is likely. A book uh... called Saints. There you go. See, we do a saint. She actually is listening to the show. We do a saint every week. And if That's Google true. fails and we can't look up Saint of the Day, we actually have a book now.
1: It's a visual almanac of the beauty, humor, and pathos of the saints and their stories. Over 120 saints. From Saint Acacius to Saint Zeta. Wow. What oh. I love about it is it's got all the beautiful artwork in it of these saints. Hmm. Not bad, Mom. This is great.
0: That's a total nerd book for you. Now, I can keep it in our book section that we've been having, (laughs) our saints and our our dictionary. Another note.
1: Yeah, I think this is the last uh, category, which is the last thing I couldn't resist. Okay. (laughs) Well, the last thing, uh, parentheses, I couldn't resist. So it's not the last thing she couldn't resist. Right. It's the last thing she couldn't resist putting in the box.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got that. And let's see here.
1: Oh, great. Wild Approach Leadership by yeah. David Biker. Yeah,
0: it's my brother-in-law.
1: That's your brother-in-law?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How are you, How is he an in-law?
0: He is my sister's husband, my only sister, mm-hmm. my only sibling, natural sibling, however you say that. So
1: you're yeah. not the only author in the family.
0: No. No, there's many. And my mom's an author, too. She wrote For books. Real? Yeah, she's a great writer. That's where you get it from. Uh, she has a series of fictional books out really yeah, look it up that's awesome yeah mom writes books yeah
1: so this is ideas on leadership from a wild life yeah this pairs well like a cab and a steak with um, Bear Wozniak.
0: it does who we talked to because yeah. he's lived
1: a wild yeah. life
0: yeah our, our guest today, did you find out about his life when you were on his show Bear Wozniak? I've read about him if you haven't it's, it's interesting he lives in Hawaii hmm he married a, a girl from the mainland who was a cowgirl And they live in Hawaii. I mean, who gets to do that for a living? Pretty cool life, which is pretty amazing. He's got a book about like finding God and surfing and stuff. And he has a motorcycle, rides across country. I mean, sort of lives the life, I guess, at least it seems to me from the outside. But I did a show with him Mm -hmm. on my book, Holy Grit, right? And he and I have in common, we both just came out with books on men for men.
1: Oh, he just wrote one too. Yeah. And
0: we're going to talk about uh, his book, 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone?
1: That's the subtitle? Yeah. That is a great subtitle. Isn't
0: that a great subtitle? So anyway, we're going to talk to him today. All the way from Hawaii, he's going to, you know, phone in and, you know, be a part of the show today. I mean, which is which is impressive. So That is
1: impressive. Well, yep. thanks for the hot box, Mom. If you want to send a hot box to the Paul George Show, it's Just pretty it. easy. It's very easy. Just send it to uh, Delta Media in Carricko, Louisiana. You mm-hmm. can Google that address. I'm not even going to say it on the air because people don't write it down. I don't know why. Right. just google it Delta media Caracro, Louisiana yeah and we'll get it yeah we'll get it yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh it's interesting you know we we got the saint book from mom today mm-hmm. and uh we we celebrate some pretty cool saints today actually yeah it's one of the saints that's in my book Padre Pio yeah yeah I mean that's today the 23rd of September right right was Which, that today well, no, that is tomorrow. Second. No, tomorrow. But 20 we, can, second. we can pretend No, 22nd. Yesterday was the 21st. So <laughs> I was I've, thinking, I've been, like, who's today? <laughs> I've been traveling. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 22nd. <20 laughs> Sorry. Uh, tomorrow's Padre Pio. Right. Right? Yeah, and he's a big deal. He's a big deal. Not only that, the next day, uh, John Henry Newman. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, Any, yeah. like, patron saint for a diocesan priest?
1: Um, I don't know what he was made patron of. John Vianney certainly is a John Dawson. Vianney. That's what Dawson it is. Priest.
0: Um... And then two of my favorites that I've learned about, another chapter in my book, St. Louis Martin and Zeli is on um, Monday. So we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday, boom, boom, and boom.
1: Lots of cool saints. You know what I discovered yesterday that I didn't realize? Yesterday was uh, September 21st. Okay. I realized that... You know? Do you know the uh, band from the nineteen seventies, Earth, Wind, and Fire?
0: I do know Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's my that's my jam.
1: That's your jam? Oh yeah, dude. Well, apparently they had a great devotion to Saint Matthew. Did they? The Evangelist. A lot of people don't realize that. Really? Yeah. Well, that that was, of course, was his feast day yesterday because the twenty first of the September. The twenty first of September. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were throwing some kind of party, dancing around on that day. Uh huh. So they were celebrating Saint Matthew.
0: So now you know. Yeah. You know what I don't like about this saint website. I love that song, by the way. Do you? Oh yeah, it's it's Do pretty energizing. Yeah, I mean it's one of the best dance songs. Like at weddings, I'm gonna open up these cashews because mm-hmm. mom sent them. You know, one of the things that aggravates me about this website on saints <laughs> is that it's inconsistent. What you mean? And maybe I need to find another one. Uh, they don't always tell you what the saint is the patron saint of. Oh right, right, right. Okay and I like knowing, you know. So Yeah.
1: Well, sometimes patron saint isn't interesting or they're like co-patrons with others so they're like, ah, I'll just we'll just leave that out. But for somebody like you, like you you like routine and like when you go to find information, you want it to be there. And if it's not there, you know.
0: You've learned that about me, huh? Oh yeah. You've nailed it. Oh yeah. I do like routine. Mhm. I think it's because I'm so ADD that Routine helps me focus, mm-hmm. and when I don't have routine, I fly off the rails. Like I can't even, I can't even think straight. I see
1: your face lighting up with those caches. So shoes. I'm very Mom routine.
0: I like waking up at the same time. I like doing the same things. I like wearing the same things. Mm-hmm. I like having my schedule. If I get off schedule, I get a little rattled. It it really is part personality, part probably severe ADD. Like, you know, to be able to function and focus, you know. And when I do that, I can focus pretty well. But you've learned that about me. We left oh, yeah. like, with each other. Yeah, yeah. You know? So
1: they need to list those patron
0: saints. List the patron saints, or for else. goodness sakes, alive. <laughs> you know? Um, Speaking of Holy Grit. Well, St. John Henry Newman. I mm-hmm. mean, um, Catholic college students. Newman centers. Right. That was one of the... Um, he's the patron of secular colleges. What else? Um,
1: well, and he's, he's had one of the strangest impacts on the church... Ever, so okay. He was an Anglican, became an Anglican priest, yeah, right. But he started this movement within the Anglican Church to basically rediscover the Catholic roots and they actually call themselves Anglo-Catholics, right? So they <clears throat> they want to rediscover their connection to apostolic tradition, their connection to doctrine, their connection to liturgy in the Christian tradition. Because as you remember, the uh, King Henry VIII, and he wanted to divorce his wife and marry another so he could have a male child or hope to. Hmm. Pope said no, and so he forced the whole country out of the Catholic Church and started the Church of England. So Newman and, and some friends of his within the Anglican Church, knowing this history, didn't want to reject their English heritage or the English Church, but rediscover the Catholic roots within it. And this was the Anglo-Catholic movement, or the Catholic movement, or the Oxford movement in England. And on this journey, he, of course, decides, actually, you know what? We should just be Catholic. Right. Let's just become Catholic. Let's just do that. Well, but all that work was mainly, a lot of his work was intellectual, in the sense of he, he worked at universities. He founded a university in Ireland that didn't go too well. It closed. He started a school that went much better, but he did a lot of work with, um, with laity, mainly at schools,
0: in school settings, right? Well, he's a patron saint of, like, seekers, conversion, mm-hmm. people who are, you know, converting to the church. So that makes sense. Okay, great. I, I just needed clarity on that because, like, it bothered me. <laughs> and every saint needs to be a patron of something. That's just it's my true. opinion. That's okay. true. All right. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Healthcare that works better and costs less seems like an oxymoron, right? Take a minute and check out our sponsor, Solidarity HealthShare. Members say that faith-based health sharing is a much better fit than insurance, all while costing less. Prices start at $384 a month for families. Call now to see how much you can save. 844-387-8533. That's 844-387-8533. Welcome to the show. Great to be with you. Got a mouthful of cashews. These are good without the salt, I gotta admit. All from the show. I was
1: very skeptical. Okay,
0: here's the thing. Like with salted whatever, you know, like all will eat, you know, mixed nuts or almonds or cashews for a snack. It's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you eat them, if you don't eat too many. The salt takes away the taste of the actual, you know.
1: I'm with you on that now. Now I get it. Yeah. At first I really didn't understand. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat them often because I actually almost died on a cashew when I was five. <clears throat> really? Yeah. Choked. I had to go to the hospital. They did a surgery. It was a thing.
0: Wow. Yeah. But I do eat them. I had a friend who, who shoved a, a, a nut in their nose and it got stuck. So they almost died. Couldn't breathe. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how you remember stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Right? You were five and like you've yeah. been like cashew adverse since then. But look at me now. I'm eating it. I think I was in, like, fourth grade. I ate lima beans, and I got sick. They were, like, leftovers. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't eat lima beans for, like, ever. I still can't. It's amazing, the human mind. Why would you want to eat a lima bean? But anyway. I don't know. Yeah, so we're talking about
1: St. John who knew him before the break. It's so interesting because, to me, because he, um, while he was alive and then shortly after, he was, like, a thing. And then... Because he spent so much time in a school setting and on intellectual formation of, of Catholics and non-Catholics, the college system in America, just in America, took his name and ran with it. So these Newman centers mm-hmm. spread like wildfire. Total. Like It was it was like, if you're going to have a college ministry, your patron is now Newman, who was not canonized at the time by far. There's I mean, still just
0: colleges that call their... their catholic student centers newman centers right to this day right and then we go through like 50 years and a lot of campus
1: ministries maybe lose their way forget their original mission i don't know so they still use the name newman centers without any reference to john henry newman at all (laughs) you know what i mean yeah like like we just newman centers what is that i don't know like new man we want people to be new men i don't know i don't know Yeah. It's crazy. And so now he's gotten canonized recently, a few years ago. And there's this opportunity to kind of rediscover John Henry Newman and recover the original vision and mission of a lot of these campus ministries around the country.
0: Yeah, okay. So, and this is maybe where I didn't realize that until you mentioned it, okay? So he was beatified in 2010, Mm -hmm. okay? But there were Catholic Newman centers all over the country way before then. Yeah, like 1930s. Yeah, which is interesting Because he was only canonized in 2019, Mm -hmm. which maybe I'll forgive the website why they haven't assigned him to be the patron specifically of certain things. That's right. That takes a little while. But you got to list it. Like college students, you know, uh, universities, I'm going to assign him the patron of that. But Paul, can you imagine, like, let's say you die today, Mm
1: -hmm. okay, and 20 years from now, this movement of college campus ministries are all named George Centers. Mm. And you're not canonized at all. Like, you're not even... Maybe it's just people's hunting camps. Not even on the path. Maybe it's just like their hunting camps. Okay, they're hunting camps. George camps. George camps. Camp camps. Georges. Yeah. <clears throat> and it wasn't until like 100 years later you were actually canonized. Mm-hmm. That's the bizarre... But then by that point when you were canonized, all those camps have kind of forgotten who you are and why you're important to those camps. Isn't that weird? I think they should have canonized him sooner. It would have made more well, like... Because they probably yeah.
0: could have named it, like, St. Newman centers. Mm-hmm. Like, after this when it's after a saint, it kind of sticks more instead of just Newman. Right. Okay, you, you see what I'm saying? It's yeah. like when a Catholic school is named after something that's not a saint or something. Mm-hmm. It's like it doesn't always stick. Like, after 50 years, they're like, well, what is that? It was like, right. oh, it was like a priest who founded the school or something. And nothing against that. I'm just saying, like... You know, when it has sort of a patron saint, you know, aligned it has to lasting it, power. It has lasting power.
1: Well, maybe that's the opportunities to rebrand as Saint Newman Centers, mm. and they kind of rediscover who they are. Yeah, because
0: college ministry is more needed today than ever. Than ever <laughs> in America, people lose their faith when they go to college because they land on campuses or you know, secular campuses, even college uh, Catholic <clears throat> campuses, and. Those campuses are so secularized, they have stopped teaching the truth about, you know, God and faith and our identity. All those mm-hmm. things, right? So, so yeah, there, there's no time more than now to have St. John Henry Newman, you know. Look, you got St. Padre Pio, St. John Henry Newman, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Those
0: are both contemporary saints and... St. Louis and Zelie Morton, who were married, they're a contemporary saint. Okay, so you have a holy, you know, you have like, I don't know, like St. Padre Pio, St. John Henry Newman, and Louis and Zelie Morton, all within the, like, sort of the modern time.
1: And all three main branches of vocation. So yep. married life, Louis and Zelie, parish priests, yep. uh, well, he wouldn't really, he was a... Um, Oratorian, but John Henry Newman, but he spent a lot of time in parish and schools. Like, he right. did parochial work. Yep. And then, of course, a monk in Padre Pio. Yeah. All vocations, right there. I think there was a point where they were all alive. I forget when John Henry Newman died. Who would have been the first, uh, but there might have been a point that they were actually all alive at the same time, which is wild to think about. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, what a legacy of holiness we have in the current time that we live. And, uh... I mean, Louis and Zaley Martin, I can't, gosh, the impact they've had on me. He did a great job on him in the book, by the way.
0: Yeah, I love him. Love him. Very simple saints, but, you know, they're, they're, we've talked about this, but they're the, the, the first and only married couple to be canonized together mm-hmm. as saints as a married couple. That's that's very unique. And of course, you know, they're the parents of St. Therese of Lisieux, but they love very holy lives. What I love about, you know, one of the stories about um, Louis Martin is that he built a chapel in his attic.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
0: he would just go up there and pray, have some quiet, and his kids would go up there and just kind of see him praying and pray with him. Just kind of that that quiet, contemplative, simple prayer, and his kids just learned how to pray or model. He modeled prayer for them and faith for them, just the way he lived his life, you know. And he didn't make it overly complicated. It like for us as parents, like sometimes we we try to overcomplicate all the things that we need to do instead of just really living it. And letting that be the the foundation of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, the foundation of that life is prayer. These cashews are good. They are good. I mean, could you hide cashews in your beard? Yeah. You really could. Yeah. And then... I'll do it now. You can um, eat them later. I'll do it now.
1: But yeah, prayer is that foundation of, that, of life, of family life. And to actually have a space for prayer is... Essential I right. mean we all have different homes and different journeys and different abilities, let's say but there's some corner or some area where it's like all right Everyone knows this is a prayer place so if somebody's there mm-hmm. You don't run in and start whatever like you'd right. so important because then they could see dad's actually praying mom's actually praying
0: mm-hmm. You know my wife would always say like she never felt like she you know is doing enough or did enough like to teach our kids, you know and now that we have older kids out of the house um, not to put my wife on the spot, but like, I think it's just really beautiful and unique is that she just simply woke up early in the morning and would pray on the couch. Right. When mm-hmm. the kids got up but a lot of times they would get up early or they were sick and they would just see her praying out there every morning. Yeah. You know? And they look back and, and they remember that they, 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 she didn't do anything special or teach them anything. She just modeled for them what that looked like. And they, and now they, they know, you know, it's just really cool that, that they can speak of that looking back as something that was very positive in their life, you know? Yeah. Okay. Is Do you cool. have a, have you seen?
1: What did you say? That is
0: so interesting. Oh, for real though?
1: Yeah, this one kind of hits close to home for you, Paul. I hope you don't get too emotional about it as we... Uh, but if you need to cry, it's okay.
0: You know what's It's manly to cry. Is that you're wearing a shirt called the Newman idea. Yeah. And we didn't even know that. That's true. I yeah. didn't even realize I was wearing okay, it. Okay, it's got his name. Okay. There you go. All right, so... Um,
1: Zeus has died. Oh, he he has? Zeus died. At the young age of three. And of course, Zeus... Zeus... <laughs> Zeus has Zeus Zeus has the Guinness World Record. and This is the part that's close to you. Okay. Of being the world's
0: tallest dog. Really? And he died at 3 years old. Died at age 3. Which is really nine. Sad. Right. Right, it's very young. Was it age. 7 years or 3 years times 3? 7. So seven. it's 21. 21, he died at 21. Yeah, it's a, in yeah. his prime really, he had just drinking age.
1: Yeah. And uh he died so he had uh cancer. Poor guy, and I guess being really, really tall, which he is—he's a Great Dane, okay, world's tallest dog, as tall as his owner, not taller.
0: Um, How you know tall is he? Does it say? Yes, uh, Zeus. Like sometimes when like even humans or animals are like oversized mm-hmm. for some reason, their DNA like like you know like right exactly. Um, their their organs, their heart can't keep up long term over the course of their life. Zeus was one meter tall. What does that even mean? That's um, how much the metric system means to me.
1: Yeah, I was trying to calculate it in my head too. I think <laughs> a, so. A yard is three feet. A meter is about a yard, but I think it's more than a yard. Okay. Yeah, it's around a yard. So he's how much? How many meters? Uh, one meter, like standing, not standing up, just standing, like on his four legs, or was. Okay. Which is pretty tall a yard a yard up like on all four like hmm. if you got on all fours <clears throat> you wouldn't be that tall no so when he stood up gonna be more than a yard he though. was taller than he was as tall as you if not taller when he stood up hmm. like on his hind legs right but um yeah i mean life is tough when you're tall
0: and i think you know that <laughs> right well i did have a friend tell me who's a doctor uh, that another doctor friend and, and my friend who's a doctor um, Dr. Matt, um, uh, buyer, uh, he exercises, he'll swim and run and, you know, he's in fairly good shape. Um, so yeah, anyway, so he has a doctor friend who doesn't exercise and he's like, well, you don't exercise, but you know, you talk about all, you know, the health things you're supposed to have. <laughs> he was telling me, so he said, the doctor said, who's older than him, you know, he's, he's like almost like retirement age said, um. Yeah, well, I only have so many heartbeats in my life, so I'm saving them. (laughs) So I don't run because you you know you're you waste a lot of them. You waste a lot of heartbeats, and it was the first time not exercising made sense to me. (laughs) Like it was the first time, like it crossed my mind and be like, hmm, I wonder if there's benefits from not exercising.
1: Keep that heartbeat low.
0: You know, like Mm -hmm. just save my heartbeats for later on in life. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I'm still wrestling with it because mm. mm. I do exercise and I'm like, am I going to die first? Because like I've over exercised? I like, don't think I so. ran my heartbeats. I don't know. Like it, it, it's really kind it of seems like it's something that has played with, <laughs> with my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like it's sort of like tires. They only have so much traction before like they wear out. Well, the less you drive them, guess what? The less the, you know, the, the rubber wears off That's on true. the tires. That's true. Like, is our heart the same way? You know, spiritually, kind of.
1: It's kind of a thing now. That's isn't always the case. But it's kind of a thing that like the holier you are right out the gate, like if you're a holy, holy, holy young person, mm. a lot of them die young. Mm. We were talking about the Martins earlier. St. Therese died at 24. Yeah. Um a lot of the really holy folks that hmm. pump that spiritual muscle. That's that pretty depressing. Heart. So
0: just slow roll.
1: Yeah. Now, that's not always the case. Like John Henry Newman, we're talking about him, lived to be pretty old. Padre Pio, very old. L- Louis Martin. Old, but not his wife, Zaylee. She died young.
0: Yeah, she died young. But after like nine kids. Yeah, she lived I mean, a life. That'll but, kill you. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I couldn't imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it seems like uh, there is this track of young saints that die. Um, early, but lived this very heroically holy life early on. I guess
0: they used all their spiritual heartbeats. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's got me thinking a lot about that. You know,
1: mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you seem like you're thinking. Home. Yeah,
0: I get, it's got me ponder. But these cashews would definitely, are a healthy way to recover.
1: Yeah, you know. So, so um,
0: these holy grit books.
1: I had to get 10 more from you today because we're doing this small group at our parish. It's going really well. I brought them, by the way. Thank you. But uh, we we have 20 guys. we were 21 last time, so we got to add a little more. But man, it's just been great because around the table are men from all kind of points in their journey, backgrounds. Some some have been really close to the church their whole life or had a big conversion. Some haven't been to Mass in a while. Um, and uh, it's it's been really great because what we've been doing is just reading one chapter at a time and discussing it. And, uh, I think the way you laid out the chapters makes sense in that setting. Cause we start with St. Joseph, like mm-hmm. the man. Right. And then we jump right to Augustine, which has this really challenging sort of conversion story to story, it. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's look at the man. We should all be St. Joseph, the man. Yep. And then let's look at a dramatic conversion story. Yep. And, uh, man, it's, it's been great.
0: And I did that on purpose, like intentionally, like where would I place each saint? And I, and I, try to do that in a way that sort of took us through here's the ideal right through St. Joseph into like let's let's relate to men who kind of went through a process of conversion and then men who sort of modeled that their whole life mm-hmm. and then end. you know wanted to end with John Paul II sort of like this heroic model from our contemporary time yeah. so it was intentional in that way and <clears throat> so that the book is not Overbearing at the front end. And I and I feel like I even make tried to make Saint Joseph very relatable at the beginning. Yeah, you did. Not unapproachable, like, <clears throat> oh, I'll never be that way. You know?
1: Yeah, where our group kinda focusing on the discussion was the way you kinda highlighted um Joseph was a good man who made a good plan for his life, but God had a much better plan. Mm. And so this, this idea of uh being a good man is not enough. Like we need to be a holy gritty man, which means God, God needs to reveal his will to us, will to us and we need to live a life according to God's will, um, to be a holy man Amen. and not just make good decisions like men, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to make good decisions, but if they're not God decisions, then you can't live a holy life. And Amen. so that was a great discussion. A lot of guys had never thought about these things, you know?
0: Okay, great. Look, I'm excited. Uh, in our next segment, we're gonna have the bear of all bears. The real bear. Bear Wozniak interview. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Paying too much for health care and supporting services you don't believe in? Our sponsor, Solidarity HealthShare, has prices that are 60% less than the nation's average cost of healthcare. Join the nation's leading healthcare sharing ministry built by people of faith for people of faith, saving money through ethical and affordable health care. Call now to see how much you can save at 844 387 8533. That's Solidarity Health Share, 844 <laughs> 387 8533. Welcome back to the show. Great to be with you. Paul George, Deacon Adam Conk in studio. And we've been talking in the first segment and second segment about our guest that's going to be on the show. And we are pumped to have Bear Wozniak. Hey,
2: Bear. How you doing? Hey, hello. aloha. Stoked to be on your show. Hello to everybody down there in Louisiana.
0: That's right. Um, so everyone in Louisiana here on KLFT Radio gets to hear it. And then, of course, on the podcast all over the place. So, Bear, just so you know. Uh, we have a nickname on the show for Deacon Adam, and his nickname is Deacon Bear. because true. He's got this big, this big beard, and he kind of looks like a bear, which you don't look like a bear, but you have the name Bear. So you are officially <laughs> the bear of the show today. Adam's just going to be Adam today. Yeah
2: yeah it's cool to have have to to know another bear. i I know we met once before, Adam, but stoked stoked to talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and look, if you ever become a
1: deacon, you could be like me, Deacon bear.
2: no, I'm not I'm not I'm, my dad was a deacon. I'm not called to be a deacon.
0: <laughs> well, look, we're, we're pumped to have you on. We've been talking about it, and uh, I got your book in the mail today, which we want to get to, but you know, you're a speaker, an author. Um, You do these adventures. You you have a ministry to men and and marriages. You you and your wife live in Hawaii. And just you have a radio show and a a show on EWTN. So, you know, everyone can look you up and find Bear Wozniak. It's a pretty easy name to find. Uh, But, Bear, I wanted to get to your book because it's just coming out. It's, It's hot off the press, and it's a lot in line with the book that I have. And it's been so great to get to know you. But the book is called 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? I mean, I love it. Where'd you come up with the title for that? What was the sort of the genesis for this book?
2: Well, you know, Catholics aren't original. We have all these great, uh, you know, the early church fathers and all that. We pretty much steal all of our smart stuff from these guys. But I had to steal this one from my wife. We were driving along Diamond Head. My wife's a cowgirl, by the way, from Florida. She was a barrel racer in a and a uh, trick writer from Florida. So we were driving along Diamond and she said, you're gonna love this song. And she turned up the radio. And it was Paula Cole singing, Where is my john Wayne? Where have all the cowboys gone? Hmm. And, you know, when we, I, go, I speak to a lot of men's events, but we also speak to like radio ga- galas and things like that. And uh, when wherever we speak theology on tap, or whatever, we're pretty much surrounded by women right off the bat, and they and, they, and their word is always the same. Tell the men that we need for them to be men again. We need for them to be men and and not to apologize for their existence. So this book is basically, it's 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 a a man to man, a father to son, brother to brother type conversation. Not to say women wouldn't love to read it too and <laughs> listen into what we're talking about, but uh, and it's just practical. Wisdom on what it takes to be a man. For example, one of the, the first chapters is, is a quote from my my uh, One of my favorite authors Louis L'Amour He was a great Western author and a lot of the Western movies are based on his books I have all hundred five of his leather bound books and, and I asked his wife his widow Kathleen if I could use some of his quotes uh, And one of his quotes uh, John Wayne said I think in the movie Hondo a man's got to have a creed and a code he can live by so I talk mm-hmm. about how first the reason why cowboys were so easy in making decisions for the right or for the wrong, uh, which is really what the virtue of prudence is, you know, pursuing the true good, is they had defined, they knew there was a cowboy code. And so when, when a certain situation presented themselves, they didn't have to get clever or conniving. They just responded to, to and pursued the true good as, as it was presented. So <laughs> I tell people everyone needs to have a creed. And so my personal creed is that the most radical quest a man can pursue in life is to abandon himself to the wild adventure of god's will so that's that's not just um a statement that uh a, a universal statement for all men which to some degree it is but it's a very personal way that god wired me to live but then these 12 rules there's more than that are but these 12 that i've written about are my code that i live that out by like the marines have a saying "Semper fidelis but then they have their code you know that they live by I'm a ninja black belt. Uh, every black belt has a certain code of uh, code that they follow. Um, Boy Scouts have a code, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and cowboys had a code. So a man should define that creed, take his time, and really go sit away someplace in the, in the preferably in the in the wilderness someplace and think about that, and then begin to define the rules he's going to live by. And so this book outlines, you know, 12 of those rules.
1: Awesome. So, Bear, I'm going to use a little Louisiana analogy to to ask you a question. Um, But as you know, in South Louisiana, we we speak a lot of French, or we used to, um, the French heritage. And so what had happened in the early part of the 20th century was uh, French was outlawed from schools. We didn't want to teach French anymore. You couldn't teach (laughs) French. And all these folks who grew up with French as their primary language, um, just a generation later, no one had French as their primary language. A generation after that, no one knew French anymore. And then now we're recovering the French language, and now we have school yeah. programs that are French only, French immersion. Wow, and so, that's so cool. So what you just described with the women at the radio conferences, which I see all the time too, reminds me a lot of that. It was like in the early part of the 20th century, the uh, kind of raging feminist movement said, no men, no more men, right? And a lot, of these, a lot of these codes that you're talking about are like, this way of life of of a man and what it means to be a man men weren't allowed to hand on to their sons you know it was outlawed to be a real man and then now what it's like they we were, need to recover that
2: who, who outlawed it to they couldn't hold on to their sons that was
1: well that that culturally you know that we didn't want well, cultural... men to be men anymore right we had to well you know what
2: the thing, the way i look at that though this is my take on it is that men kind of provoked that into happening because mm-hmm. they they were macho and 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 not respectful of women a, a, a lot. But also I'm going to just say it like it is when the when the uh, the pill came out, men stopped uh, understanding that love and responsibility go together. Mm-hmm. As as Jean Paul, II wrote and they began to tell women, well, if you really love me, you'd have sex with me. Here's the pill, you know. Mm. And so as as men pursued, um, I guess objectifying a woman or or, or lusting after, as a, after a woman as opposed to you know love is patient and can wait. What happened is 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 men put all this pressure on women to have sex with them outside of marriage, and 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 the definition of an effeminate man based on Aquinas is basically a a, a boy a man boy is someone who who pursues pleasure over responsibility. And I think it's men that opened that door. First of all, by some of them were way over the top, you know. Uh, Macho, which is not what we're talking. We're talking about servant leadership here mm-hmm. uh, and then they put they they started having sex up uh, before marriage. I mean, I was a virgin on the night I was married dude Back in the day, you know, and so so men started saying "Well, you really love me this 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 and so that that um That just opened the door to I uh, to to confusion and and all the other stuff that came along with it and now men will say, "Well, the you know the the world today they they like to mar they marginalize us. They call us provincial buffoons." That really sounds like the words of a victim. Mm-hmm. You personally, as a man, can stand up and be a little bit dangerous, and 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 be the be the servant leader that that that's no more excuses for taking a back seat, leaving a vacuum that women end up having to fill.
0: Yeah, amen to that. Okay, we're talking to Bear Wozniak. Um, it's got a new book, 12 rules for manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Uh, bear, um, you know, you and I kind of align on this and I was on your show not long ago, which was great. Uh, bear has a podcast and, and it's on YouTube on EWTN. But in, in my introduction of Holy Grit, I talk about my grandfather being a cowboy and some of these yeah, great, great that, gritty yeah. virtues that he had. Now, yeah. he he had a lot of other issues. He definitely had a code and a way of life, but that didn't always steer him the right way. So, like, grit without God, you know, will leave us empty. Right. Um, can you speak of that? Like, what, what's what's sort of the, the, the meat of the book to encourage men to not only be masculine but be faithful men of God?
2: Well, I don't use the word masculine, dude. I just don't. Hmm. Has it been co-opted? Yeah. Uh, the word "man" in Latin is "ver," and it's the root word for virtue. So that's why I talk talk about manliness. But uh, uh, you know, to be fully fulfilled, to be a to be a man, that the sap that rises in a man, is 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 the Holy Spirit. You know, that's what brings us, f- makes us fully alive. I have a friend of mine. He's actually the brother to uh, a famous quarterback. His name is Luke, and he uh, has a tattoo on his rib, which is a very painful place for it to be. We were on a reality show together on Fox and his tattoo says, I've come that you might have a life and have it more abundantly. That's what being a man is, is to, is to, is, you know, to be a man under authority who has, who who is, who is, who is able to serve God and then lead by example so that those that his family, his children will follow him. So, so first and foremost, you know, my, my creed itself says the most radical quest a man can pursue is to abandon himself to the wild adventure of God's will. Well, I know a guy just exactly like that. That his his creed was basically Thy will be done, and he taught his 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 friends to live by that too. Uh, he took on the biggest bully on the block out in the desert when he was a young man. He took a whip into a courtyard outside a church, and uh, and intimidated the people who were uh, you know abusing. The church and he and then he staged a fight like you know we just trained to do his black belts on this mountain in jerusalem and he basically de- disarmed this this uh this man but before he had that fight on that hill before he used this this his enemy's weapon which was called death and killed him with it destroyed him with it the night before on that hill uh called where there was a bunch of olive trees olive trees he said thy will be done and so it's it's by God's will that we move, and if we if, if we're in God's will, we get to see God do stuff, and, and God will put us in impossible situations, and we get to see God fill us with, with, uh, with uh, the joy to pursue His will, not by might, not by power, but by Thy Spirit, with His Spirit to strengthen us to do His will, and then we get to see God do stuff, we get to see God move mountains because we're right there where the adventurers were in His will.
0: Amen. We're talking to Bear Wozniak. Um a new book, uh Twelve Rules for Manliness, where have all the cowboys going. Okay, Bear, our last segment here, we would you like to have a little fun with us? <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, I'm so scared.
0: we <laughs> we do uh we do a segment called Six Pack of Questions. We're gonna do a rapid fire.
2: Question. I'm ready.
0: Yep, rapid fire of questions and uh you just answer them. You don't even know what the questions are, so Question number one. So as I'm looking at your book here in person, Bear, it seems
1: like this is something I want to read with my son, like to hand on this heritage of manliness that all of human history has in order to give sons. Um, So question number one, it seems like that happened pretty naturally and normally before recent times, like men would have to hand on to boys what it means to be a man. Uh, And this book seems like a great way to do that for a dad today.
2: Yeah, we do we do that's it was written for that purpose for men to share together and and for fathers to lead their sons and women who have who are single moms too by the way. And uh, in my website deepadventure.com, you know, we have the man cave that men can join and go through this book with other men, but then we have the school of manliness too that we go through one one once a, a month we have a new area that we go through, two and a half year curriculum, but if fathers Go through that with their sons, too. So they have this book. Plus, we have video and audio and assessments and all that other stuff at at deepadventure.com for the men to go through.
0: Okay, question number two. We have the
2: mama bears, too, by the way, there.
0: Question number two. uh, There's 12 chapters in the book. They're all, like, just fascinating. But uh, if you could pick one chapter that was your favorite, which one was it?
2: Be Dangerous. Be dangerous make a stand a man needs to be dangerous on three levels first of all he needs to be he needs to be willing and able to physically fight to the to the extent in the the way that God's made him of course he needs to be fit to fight but he needs to be able to physically fight and should be trained in some degree and have a plan to some degree how he'll protect himself because to protect himself is to protect his family and how to protect his family and those around him he needs to be able to be dangerous in the moral realm to make a stand instead of just acquiescing to what's happening around him. And he needs to be able to enter into spiritual warfare and fight the fight uh, against the principalities and powers in the spiritual realm.
1: Question number three. So Bear, there's been a lot of men's ministry over the past, say 20, 30 years uh, in the church of America, in, in the waters in which we swim, but it seems like there's kind of a new gritty manly movement in the church. And, And you're, definitely part of that. This book is part of that. Um, what do we need to get right about forming men in the church that maybe we've gotten wrong?
2: Well, okay, first of all, you should buy a book called uh, Holy Grit. <laughs> Fantastic book.
0: Um,
2: but no, uh, well, brothers make brothers. Brothers make men. And so if you're a man and you don't have two or three men in your life that you're close to and that you have a a regular c- contact with, you know, when I had my cabin in Montana, I, I won't say tell how long the, sto- the story's kind of long, but I, there was a lone wolf on my land when I, it was raw land before I built my cabin, and I met a, a tracker, and he to- and I asked him about that wolf because it looked a little bit gaunt, and he goes, looked angry too, and he said, well that I know that that wolf I tracked that wolf with a radio collar, that's a lone wolf. He was forced out by a, a younger alpha male, and he's going to die young. and He's going to get diseased because wolves hunt in packs and we're made that way. Jesus had his pack of men, you know, men need to be in brotherhood. If you, there isn't a brotherhood in your church like that, that really is a vital brotherhood that that gets down to uh, sharing about what's really going on in your life. I mean, I don't, you know, there's a saying, we need to be vulnerable and accountable. And I just kind of hate that type of language. But my friend, a Catholic cowboy priest, uh, Father Bryce Lundgren wrote a book called the Catholic cowboy way still available on, on Sophia. I got him that contract, but then he got his book out before me. But he said if he and Zeke were riding uh, out on the range and he said, hey, Zeke, we need to be vulnerable and accountable to each other, he would he would take off. He would kick his spears, <laughs> his spurs, you know. But if he said we need to be more gritty and real with each other and not just talk about our opinions about politics, but get down to what's going on in our lives and help each other and challenge each other and encourage each other. So that that's what men need in order to in, in order to really uh uh, to move to walk as true men as they need brothers and if you don't have any find two men because god's already put them in your path
0: that's right you know who uh, they are that's uh chapter 10 is on brotherhood i love that but the chapter before that this is question number four uh is lean and mean uh fitness to witness okay real quick bear um what is your favorite healthy snack Cause we got a snack snack. today. Yeah. We got a snack (laughs) today.
2: It's not a healthy snack. It's a reward. for Being healthy all day long. What is it? My wife makes these amazing, like smaller size chocolate chip cookies and she puts extra chocolate chips in those. Mm -hmm. So if through the day I have this goal of burning 3,500 calories through, Mm -hmm. through, through resistance, cardio training, Mm -hmm. you know, swimming, stand up paddle surfing, being on the beach, whatever's, uh, and 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 then i have this goal of of how many sugar grams i'm going to part, partake of right if i hit that goal i get to have two of those chocolate little chocolate chip cookies Boom. so I love that. that's my reward dude that's, that's my a good I, idea. That's my reward mm. but my, right. but but as a ukrainian as a ukrainian you know who my my people were converted with emperor vladimir when he sent out people to the muslims the jews and the catholics to decide what what religion we were going to be He found out that uh, Muslims and Jews don't eat bacon. So
0: uh, (laughs) I'll uh, take it. I'll take all the bacon.
2: Yeah, I like bacon. (laughs) Question number five. So
1: Bear, other than your father, what man made you most the man you are today, such that if this man never existed, you wouldn't be the same guy?
2: Well, I'm going to say that there's this author, Louis L'Amour. I mean, I love Mm -hmm. his books. Mm Uh, his books are all about virtues, and I'm an, I'm a storyteller. I love reading stories, and that book, book after book after book, I think fathers should read that those books with their sons. It just talks about a man being like you would say uh, have have the grit and the grace to uh, to do the right thing. Uh, my football coach had a powerful impact on me too, but I, I would point to my 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 love for my Louis L'Amour Westerns. It was, it was a lot of it was just formed by the examples of John Wayne, dude. I mean, that, that, that's what, hence the book, you know, 12 rules for manliness, where have all the cowboys gone?
0: Amen. Talking to Bear Wozniak, uh, 12 rules for manliness, where have all the cowboys gone? Question six, Bear, thanks for being a part of the show. So where can people, uh, find you, find your show, find your book, where's the best way to contact you, etc.
2: Yeah, go, the best places if you go to deepadventure.com and there you'll find out about our school of manliness, the mama bears, uh, our TV show, Long Ride Home, the which by the way, I, I didn't realize I'd stolen from Louis more It's a title of one of, his, one of his books. I'd forgotten it was, but Long Ride Home uh, on EWTN, the immersive reality show, the motorcycle show and the radio show. Uh, you can go to go there and, and subscribe to our, our newsletter and you get the the YouTube version of our of our radio show that's going to air that night emailed to you every Saturday morning. Awesome. And DeepAdventure.com.
0: DeepAdventure.com and the book's uh, out by uh, Sophia Institute Press, uh, SophiaInstitute.com. You can find the book, I'm sure, on Amazon and all the things. It's a fascinating book. I love it. I love it. I love it. Bear, I know the time change got you up early, but thanks for taking the time this morning to be on the show.
2: Okay, my brothers. Aloha.
0: All right. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a... Welcome back to the show. Great to be with you. Uh, what a great interview, and and I'm almost done with this bag of cashews. As are you. Yeah. Thanks, so, mom, for the cashews. Yeah. Thanks, mom. It was a big bag of cashews, and we've grown through it through the through the whole show. I've uh, never felt like I've had
1: a meal of cashews before, but that's how I feel right now. Yeah. Which is
0: great. Yeah. Maybe she can send us another bag. It could be like our show snack. Yeah. You know, It'd be perfect. Such a mom thing. Anyway, to do. what that's a great awesome. show. Like we started out at the beginning, but. We haven't had an interview in a while. We mm-hmm. should do that more often. But, like, you know, our, our show's not really built around interviews. But every now and then we'll have someone either in town or, you know, that we'll get on the show. And Bear, what a what a passionate guy. Yeah, such a unique uh, gift to the church, especially the Church of Hawaii. Yeah, he's got a show on the EWTN. He's got a podcast, uh, uh, an actual show on the EWTN, right? And then, um, you know, he's got this book, 12 Rules for Manliness. Where have all the cowboys gone? Which is kind of cool because in my introduction of Holy Grit, I talk about cowboys and my grandfather being a cowboy. And then he, you know, comes out with this, you know, sort of on the same um, sort of, you know, from the same track, you know, Mm -hmm. line of thought, I guess you could say. I mean, he takes a different approach, but it's great. And I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. So... Talked about St. John Hen- Henry Newman, um, you know, we Padre Pio, Louis and Zelly Martin. Uh we got a hot box today. What was your favorite part of the hot box, by the way?
1: Hmm. The cashews are pretty awesome, but the uh Saint book's pretty awesome. Oh
0: yeah. I if, like it. If Google is down, <laughs> we have a Saint <laughs> book right in in here, you We know. Do? So um mm-hmm. I think my favorite part of the box was Um, the cashews for sure yeah yeah what a gift yeah so thanks everyone for listening to the show and the next show the bear will be back the Deacon Bear Deacon Bear the one and only bear of the show so share the podcast thanks for being a part of the show thanks to KLFT Radio here in Acadiana and we'll be back next week God bless